Hello and welcome to Jimmy Lewis on the mic. Today is a different day. Uh, it's not Experience, Strength and Hope. It's not Dear Jip. Um, this is a, a podcast I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, because it's it's going to be very important for all of us. Um, for our mental health and our well-being. Today we have Josh Percival on. A good friend of mine. And... Um, I've, I went to school with Josh and uh, he's always been into the fitness and nutrition industry and uh, it was only re- re- recently I kind of realised how intelligent how intelligent he was and he knew his stuff when uh, I came across his page, Evilistic Health. Um, so Josh is going to give us all the, the real scientific evidence today and we're going to have a chat about everything. So Josh, today we're going to be talking about diet, training, supplements, and how it affects the brain and the mental health. Now, I always say this is a very important thing because I think it was Jim Carrey might have said it well. You know, if you're, say you're, you're drinking or you're not sleeping right, let's say. Your diet isn't right. You're not exercising. You're not giving yourself a fighting chance to be mentally well. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Great way of putting it. I know. Like, for me, I've seen throughout my life, you know, I've ran the Dublin Marathon. I'm training for um, a ultra marathon at the minute. And these things have been huge for my mental health huge like the problem with exercise and nutrition and mental health is for people who say maybe a little bit depressed and or even severely depressed keeping a structure and staying committed to something is very difficult because we don't always have the drive and motivation and That just completely comes down to training and diet for us, which is so hard to keep it in track. But I know for a fact that when I've got it right, it's having huge effects. So I think, first of all, we'll start off with the basic things like breakfast, lunch and dinner. I say that why because not everyone's going to have a strict diet and I also say that because I'm reading a book here what's it called 12 rules of life it's a great book you read it yeah Jordan Peterson yeah yeah now he's mentioned in there that you should have a fat and protein heavy breakfast every morning to start your day right yeah why okay so like i think what i would suggest right is that we go back to like back to the basics back to the the start right and look at how how does diet affect our mental health okay and, and does diet affect our mental health in the first place so that there'd actually be like and with these things you have to 
look at different kind of levels of, of evidence, right? Um, so there's obviously scientific evidence, and there's also like just anecdotal evidence from from our own experiences and from others. So, like as you kind of um, said at the start, you, you've noticed straight away, like when you start to exercise, sleep better, and eat better, you, you tend to feel better, right? So there's the the anecdotal evidence for you, um, and then in the research, which is really interesting, and um, there's a s- strong link between diet and our mood in general so those with um mental health um illnesses tend to um report a much poor less nutrient dense diet okay so there's there's a strong link there there's also a link um between um so if you eat a nutrient rich diet and um, a good diet overall good high quality diet and i'll go over what what that is yeah um you're also less likely to develop um, mental illnesses right and then also um you have to then look at um so like it's no it's no shock to anyone i suppose that when you like eat well you you feel better okay like that's not it's not going to be a surprise to anyone that's just what that's just kind of how things um how things are really so also those eat, it's not just that if you eat a more nutrient-rich diet, you're less likely to develop mental illnesses. You're also, um, if you eat a poor diet, so a less nutrient diet, um, also known as well as a Western diet, um, you're also more likely to develop um, mental illnesses. So that's the, the, the correlation there, right, in the, re- in the research is there, and it's quite strong. And um, what you need to remember though is that like correlation doesn't mean causation. So just because there's a link between something, it doesn't mean that that's the reason why it occurs. So just because there's a link between diet and our mental health, um, that doesn't mean that diet um, is going to cause depression. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Anxiety, right. So just because there's a correlation doesn't mean there's a causation. Um, like for example, I thought of a good one just to to mention. Like, um, in the in the summer in the United States uh ice cream sales go up right in the summer um, and there's also like almost a perfect correlation between ice cream sales and murder rates so murder rates also go up in the summer in the united states right and if you saw that um or like media might kind of take that and be like oh uh ice cream sales cause murder rates in the u.s this could be due to the the show yeah, yeah yeah but also something else that happens in the summer um temperatures tend to get quite high High temperatures are known, like there's a, like, it's well known that high temperatures um, increase our aggressiveness and irritability, which is, um, could possibly, or is more likely to be the reason for murder increases. Okay. Um, I think that's a really important um, kind of point as well, just to go on a bit of a, a tangent, like you can't, you can't just look at, at correlations and um, infer a, a causation. Um, so like one study I read the other day, it was actually a headline and the headline was something like um, an egg a day will cause diabetes. Okay. And then the actual study was something like um, eggs have been like weakly correlated, but not, but don't cause um, diabetes. So like there's a headline of a like social media or a media outlet taking a, a study and like completely making you, if you just read that headline, like you'd think, oh shit, I better not eat eggs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, just on, that was a bit of a tangent there on correlations and causations. But what's really interesting is there actually is a causal effect um, 
between our diet and our mental health so if you um eat a high quality diet which again i'm going to get to um you are less likely um to develop um, depressive symptoms and you're also um going to likely increase your improve your mood um, which i think is is pretty fascinating and these effects can be seen in as little um as 12 weeks and no it's also important to mention that like this is only a new emerging area of research right probably only in the last 10 years has the science really started to to get a bit deeper into this um so like the research isn't um as good as it would be say in other areas of, of nutrition um, so I suppose, do you want me to come back to your question of breakfast? Do you want me to get into like the, like what, what a, a high quality diet w- would be? Yeah. Or... I mean, the reason why I'm asking, it's a bit of experience here, Josh, right? I struggle yeah. with, I struggle with all my fucking meals, all yeah. of them, especially when it comes down to sleep. My, Josh, Josh, my diet is fucked. Yeah. Okay, so when it comes down to it, breakfast, Yeah. it's going to be a coffee and a fag, brother, you know? Yeah. And then that's going to stop my appetite for a while, and then I'm slowly moving into lunch already. So I'm wondering, especially when I'm not feeling like having it, something small, you know? Mm. What's like, Josh, I've always had cereal. But you know, it's like air, brother. Yeah. It, there's no nutrients in there, like, and yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what to have in the morning. Yeah. That's <laughs> you that's. Want to start with, well, like, okay, so you you want to be like, the research shows that we need to be eating um or the, the best diet there now there is no best diet for everyone. Everyone's completely individual, right? But you need to be eating lots of fiber. All right. Write this down there, folks. <laughs> right, lots of fiber, lots of um, fish oils. Okay, so fish oils are um, you know, unsaturated fats found in oily fish, um, also nuts and seeds. So okay. this is for breakfast? No, I'm just saying right in general. In general. Focus more sorry, sorry. Right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so fish, fiber, fish oils, um, <coughs> lean protein sources. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also then just obviously like fruit and vegetables, which is going to cover all your your micronutrients and, and minerals. Yeah. Um, okay. So foods that are high in fiber. So if you look at your breakfast, right, um, you want to be having some kind of carbohydrate source because carbohydrate sources tend to be where where fiber is. Okay, fiber is a is a type of carbohydrate. So like what what you have to be. And I understand I, as kind of a, I have a big science background, I tend to look at like what's optimal for people, right? But what's optimal isn't always practical. So I'm going to try and uh, not just give like really, um, not give you like what the perfect thing to eat is, but try say just to improve your diet. So you normally have a, what was it? A fag and a, I don't know, coffee or something. Coffee, yeah. We're just starting off. You just crawl out of the cot, Josh. The the great thing is, right? You're not exactly starting from a, a, a perfect uh, diet, right? You can you have big room for improvement, which is which is always a good thing because it's probably going to help you. Um, so if we try to pick some kind of carbohydrate sources, like do you, what what do you like? What foods do you like? Because you have to. It's really important to eat things that you like. Um, 
and also they're gonna make you feel good um so what, what foods do you like what carbohydrates like oats yeah bread what i've recently started having is i like granola natural yogurt a bit of fruit great right so the granola that's going to get you're going to get a good bit of your fiber in there okay from from the oats and from the seeds and nuts that tend to be in granola you're also going to get your good um unsaturated fats from the nuts and seeds right so that covers you there your natural yogurt you're going to be getting your protein from okay and then your fruit and veg you're going to be getting even more more fiber and also all your micronutrients so that'll be a that'll be a really really good breakfast right and, and you and you love it and then if someone wanted something a bit more savory, I don't love it now, Joshua. What? I don't love it. Like, it's all right. Like. Well, like, okay, yeah. And what else? What would you ever have anything else? Yeah, I'd. I like. Uh, I do sometimes this little shake, maybe half a scoop of protein, uh, fruit, maybe a thing of peanut butter, some nuts, and some oats blended up into a drink. I like that. But. Perfect. Practical, really practical, really handy. Like I, I'd often recommend um, smoothies or shakes to my clients. So they're all good in the morning. Perfect. Yeah. So like Jordan Peterson like recommends. <clears throat> so you have to be careful, right? Now I'm I'm a nutritionist, okay? I'm not a I'm not a dietitian, so I'm actually not qualified to um like treat any um any like eating disorders or. Um, mental health issues with nu- with nutrition right a dietitian is i'm actually starting a master's in dietetics in january to try cover myself for for that and so Let's i can go, treat Josh. Other, um other like clinical conditions but i can give general advice so just as a as a kind of a to cover myself with people listening to the podcast and um, i am just giving general advice i'm not trying to treat any kind of yeah um, any clinical disorders so um, Jordan Peterson, right? He's not. He's a psychologist. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's actually also not 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 qualified um, to to treat um, mental illnesses with with nutrition. Okay, that's not his area of expertise. I love Jordan Peterson. He's an amazing person. I love all his uh, philosophies on life and love love, love the Twelve Rules of Life, the book he wrote. Um, often listen to his podcast most days. But again, his nutrition advice is terrible and in my opinion that's actually quite dangerous um so he'd all he's he'd also be a, a proponent of the carnivore diet right you've heard him say that yeah yeah and it's worked it's worked great for his daughter um who has a condition and it happened to work well for her um but like the carnivore diet can also be is generally a, a poor diet choice for the majority of the population um, mainly due just to um, the lack of micronutrients you're getting in with your diet and um, it wouldn't be supported by the research and it's also going to be very low in fiber which is linked to many um, uh, diseases such as uh, cardiovascular disease and diabetes um, so you just have to be careful what you read like the 12 years of life is a, a psychology book um, self-help book not really a, a nutrition book right now if you are going from eating uh, or having a a fag and a coffee in the morning to eating a breakfast that's high in protein and high in fat you're likely going to feel better anyway you know like is in you can't really get much worse in terms of your breakfast than that right so anything you change is going to make you feel better okay okay so yeah sorry Um, the reason why uh, people might be wondering what the hell why am i mentioning this I'm mentioning this because 
I'm asking you if you'd know. What's happening if I don't? If you don't what? If I don't get this proper breakfast in at the start of my day, what's happening? Like Brain-wise. Brain-wise. <clears throat> Again, so there's... They're not fully sure why... Um, why our diet affects our mood so much okay and then, but there's loads of hypotheses okay um, and they're looking into these more and more all the time so many studies ongoing um at the moment um <clears throat> they think it's linked so uh, uh generally a western diet so a diet high in processed foods um lots of sugar lots of saturated fat and um, crisps sweets biscuits that kind of stuff the stuff that anecdotally doesn't make us feel great right yeah, that would increase inflammation um, and oxidative stress within our bodies. They think that's possibly linked um, to then our, our our mood, and that could be causing um, these increases in depressive symptoms. And um, that that's one reason. Okay, our diet. If we eat like lots of micronutrients, lots of these things called polyphenols, which are in fruits um, and vegetables. Lots of this unsaturated fat, fish oils, fiber. This all reduces our inflammation. Um, and that is possibly why it helps our, our mood. There's also um, a pretty strong link, which is, is quite fascinating, um, between diet quality and our, our hippocampus um, volume in our brain. So the hippocampus is a portion of the brain that's responsible for memory and learning. Um, and if uh, a poor diet, a Western diet, is associated with a, a less dense um, and smaller hippocampus, okay? A high quality nutrient dense diet is associated with a, a more um, a denser hippocampus, a bigger hippocampus, and just um, a healthier brain in general. Right? I, th I thought that was really, really interesting. Again, there's no. What's a hippocampus now, Josh? Sorry? What's the hippocampus? I was just saying there, it's a part of the brain that's responsible for learning uh, and memory. So, pretty important, affects our our life uh, quite a lot right yeah um also they they think that if you're eating a poor diet it's linked to kind of mitochondrial dysfunction so our mitochondria in our body are just what create our energy like they, they create energy in the body our brain uses that energy if you're not um, yeah, we're gonna need that energy eating, like if you're not feeding those mitochondria properly um the, the thought is that your brain mightn't be able to use energy as efficiently and then you feel worse right oh yes stuff okay and then the other one that's um probably one like the most fascinating um for me anyway is our brains actually linked to our our digestive system through something called the, the vagus nerve okay um so and it, it's known as the gut brain axis so um when you yeah i've heard about that yeah um again emerging area of uh emerging area within the research and they don't know that much about it compared to other things but it seems to be becoming more and more important uh, the more we learn about it um but when <clears throat> basically when you you have a healthy gut right healthy intestines um our brain tends to be healthier too and it's linked through this this vagus nerve so it's one of the longest nerves in the body travels from the, the brain down to our digestive system um, and when when we eat healthy we we especially the fiber we feed like um we have a shit ton of bacteria within our digestive system you've probably heard that right yeah yeah 
um, I think ninety around ninety percent of the cells in our body are actually bacteria cells, not human cells. Right, ten percent human cells, ninety percent bacteria cells, and that's because there's just so many of these in, in our in our intestines, um, and they actually feed off um, fiber. So when you eat lots of fiber, which is in that Mediterranean diet, and um, lots of nuts, seeds, um, l- not like processed carbohydrates, um, so might be known as complex carbohydrates. Um, fruits, vegetables, you feed the bacteria. And when the bacteria then feed on this, they produce um, kind of byproducts of feeding, just like we produce byproducts when we eat. Um, and our gut actually feeds off those byproducts. And so our gut cells um, start to eat some of the, the fatty acids that these bacteria create. Um, so that is thought then if you have a kind of healthy, happy gut, then your brain is wow. also, uh, healthy and happy. Yeah, pretty interesting. And like, if you get, like, you, you probably notice this firsthand. Like, sometimes you might be quite nervous, um, and your your stomach starts to go a little bit weird. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's they they think that's linked to then the, the vagus nerve. Um, Absolutely, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you might get like an upset stomach for uh, like a big match or something like that. For a big podcast, Josh. Um, but, so like, and then also like acutely. Um, like you're just not gonna like that was physiologically there and kind of a little bit of like neuroscience and stuff but like acute like acutely like you're just not gonna feel great after eating uh or after having like a a a cigarette and a coffee for breakfast like you're not like on a a really simple basis you're just not providing fuel for your body there like there's nothing that your your body can use um for energy out of that you know apart from like the caffeine's gonna um, give you kind of that false sense of alertness and um, but other than that and um, apart from the milk and the coffee like you're really providing no calories for the body to function and um, so coffee josh caffeine yay yeah. or nay are you with it against it good or bad um well just like all things you know the like like the the poisons in the dose like you gotta you gotta be careful about how much you have i'm i'm a big proponent of caffeine i i love coffee um i don't tell any of my clients not to drink it Um, i more look at kind of their their like i suppose how, how much of it they are drinking and what times they're drinking it at so um like i how many are you having a day josh what how many are you having a day me uh, I've made three coffees a day, and that's three double shots. Like, you know, one you get in a, in a coffee shop would be a, a double shot. So, um, but caffeine like can negatively affect our sleep, um, and it actually has a half life of of six hours. Um, caffeine does. So, say you have two shots of a uh, of caffeine or two shots of coffee, right at twelve o'clock. There's going to be a shot of coffee left in your system at 6 p.m. and then half a shot of coffee left in your system at 12. Um, and caffeine is is known or proven to to disrupt our sleep. Um, so, and interestingly, like those who sleep seven to nine hours a night are less likely to develop um, mental health illnesses. And um, also, those who have mental health illnesses um, tend to sleep less than seven to nine hours a night. So there's a pretty strong correlation there between sleep. Um, and between our our mood yeah let's just touch on that for a second first thing <clears throat> yeah are you having coffee past 12 12 no i don't don't drink coffee past 12 um no that's not like a rule i don't create rules for myself right uh, like if i'm because then you start to create a poor relationship with food then um, and that's really important so 
like it, it, I would never like kick myself for having the coffee after 12 if my day just happened to be that way and I just felt like having a coffee at like one or two o'clock I'd, I'd have it right but I just try not to um so again just because of that reason that it, it could affect my sleep and I know myself I, I just don't function well without, without sleeping at all okay so yeah obviously I'd be very sensitive to having Sorry, getting the right amount of sleep. I mean, my sleep at the minute is all over the shop. And I can see yeah. it affecting me already. Yeah. Seven yeah. to nine hours is optimum, is what you're saying. That's what seems to be. Does it hour. matter when you go to bed and when you wake up? So, what's most, what seems to be most important is that you go to bed and you wake up at the same time every day. Yeah. So you create a good sleep routine. Mm. Um, not just because our, our, our circadian rhythms, our body clocks, um, they, yeah. like, everything needs to be in sync, right? So it's good to eat the same at the same time every day. It's good to exercise at the same time every day. And it's good to fall asleep and wake up at the same time really? every day. Yeah, but now listen, that's that's optimal, right? Not always practical. Some people, unfortunately, work night shifts. Um, although it's extremely bad for us, and um, that's just part of their lives, and they have to do that. So there's no point stressing yourself over something you you, you don't have much control over. Okay, right? optimal. <laughs> I'm liking these phrases, yeah. But so if I was to, that that's another thing now. If I was to create a day. If I, like, I'm obviously, I'm not working a night shift. I can cr work around my day. I can implement a nice plan of the same stuff every day. Is that going to really drastically change my, my brain? In terms of that circadian rhythm. Like going to sleep and waking up at the same time every day? Exercising at the same time? Eating at the same time? Um, well... You probably know more about this than me, like. But routine, as you said, is like really important to to, to those suffering from me mental health. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jordan men men mentioned it as well. He was like, "I can't treat uh, a client with anxiety or depression unless mm -hmm. they they're all their routines are not the same." Yeah. Well, they're like they're. Well, I suppose there's a, a so somewhat answers your question. Yeah. Um, but like in terms of a. <clears throat> In terms of getting the best, like we know, right, that low quality sleep and less sleep is strongly associated with mental health illnesses. So, it, and we know that if you go to bed at the same time and you wake up at the same time every day, you're going to get better quality sleep. So, I think it'll be a, a great idea for you to try and go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. In terms of exercise, I think that's more of a like it, it is good to try and exercise at the same time every day just because our body gets used to it. But from a creating a routine point of view, I think that's definitely, again, something that might be good for you to focus on. Um, eating as well. <clears throat> like um, our bodies kind of produce hormones at certain times of the day. Like before you go to, you go to bed, your body starts to produce melatonin, which helps you um, helps basically initiate sleep. Um, but also with hormones, we tend to release hormones to... Um, which kind of get our body ready for food, I suppose, putting it very simply, um, at the same kind of times each day. So if you eat, eat at the same time, um, you're going to digest the food better, right, and absorb the food better. Um, and I suppose that comes into, like, not eating close to bedtime is probably, probably not a great idea either. Really? Um, but, 
Probably not. Um, it seems to affect our, our our sleep and also we don't digest food as well. Um, but that's, again, kind of chrononutrition. So like basing your nutrition around um, when when we fall asleep and wake up is kind of, a, again, a really new area of research. They're not really sure on it. It's probably focusing on the top 1% to 2% of... of uh, the like pyramid, I suppose, rather than focusing on the, the main, the, the important things we've kind of spoke about earlier. Josh, quick one there. We've talked already about breakfast, right? And we've talked about what you need, fiber, fish oils, lean protein, etc. How yeah. effective are supplements? Okay, say, say um, I take a lot of supplements. My mum is a nutritionist. Yeah. And you think I know yeah. a lot about this, Josh, but I don't. That's what we have here anyway. Yeah. Okay, but I'd be on a, a good bit of supplements for many reasons. My my um, my immune system uh, my immune system is very low at the minute, etc. Yeah, I was actually heard that in your last podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not well, Josh. <laughs> but this is a this is linked with you know my diet and stuff. So it's really I got to get my shit together, Josh. Yeah. Um. Also, like. A large proportion now, I don't know what percentage, but um, like gut, your immune system is basically developed in your gut, right? So if you're not um, looking after your digestive um, system properly, um, you're probably not going to have as good a, a immune system. So got to feed feed the uh, feed the gut properly, get loads of fiber in, into, into your diet, right? Yeah. When I was mentioning it uh, in the last one, it can be... I'm on pretty strong meds, Josh. So yeah. they're affecting it as well. So yeah. I'm actually going to do my bloods uh, in the next few days or something to have a look at that. Last time you got your bloods. But for that test? Yeah. When what I was, was I was in John of God's, what, October? So they did it there. Um, but that's I think that's just for your my liver. I get my liver done a bit, hence, because I'm an alcoholic, Josh. Yeah. Uh, but it was never as bad as this this year. It was never as bad as this year. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just all coming back to me. Anyway, yeah. back to the supplements. Yeah. So, say I'm not getting fish oils from my in that meal. I'm taking yeah. two omega three fish oils. Is yeah. that effective? Yes. Yeah, so the, the research would, it's one of the few, very few supplements um, that the research would uh, show is effective for um, preventing and treating mental health illnesses. So if you're not, and it's, get, it's nothing special about the supplement, right? But if you're just not getting enough of those fish oils through the diet, then supplementing it is definitely a, a good idea. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 that makes sense, that makes sense. Um, Josh, like, what's your take on, how do I say it, like, actual diets? Yeah. Vegan, pescatarian, keto. <clears throat> okay. Um, in terms of mental health? Well, are they gonna, are they gonna help? Um, is there any so, specific diet so, 
that's genuinely going to make it work better. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the research suggests the Mediterranean diet will make it work. Will, will make your really. Your make that. Yeah, now tell me, te- sorry, tell me a bit about that. About that now, Mediterranean diet is. I'm not really um, bothered with Google. I need you today, boy. So, like, I'll tell you exactly what, um, like, what the people in the in the studies ate, right? Does that make sense? Like, I'll tell you exactly what the diet was that they've, they've shown to... Um, yes, improve. absolutely. Okay. So, six portions of vegetables a day. Yeah. Three portions of fruit. Okay. Three to, por- three to four um, portions of legumes. Legumes? Legumes. I don't know what that is, my boy. So certain certain um, types of beans, basically. Beans, peanuts are also a legume. Um, if you just type in legume on the internet, you get a huge list of different things you can eat. Okay. Um, and the, 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 again, the main reason for that is just that they're, they're really, really high in fiber. You can see the kind of there's a like fiber keeps coming up here, so it's, it seems to be pretty important. Right, low fat um, and unsweetened dairy foods, two to three portions per day. Yeah. Raw and unsalted nuts, one portion a day. Fish at least twice per week. Lean red meats at least three to four times per week. Chicken two to three times per week, eggs up to six per week, olive oil three tablespoons per day. Wow! So that was the diet that they. Um, so in this study, it's called the Smiles Trial. Just in case anyone wants to look, look. now it did receive a bit of criticism for some. Um, it's the highest level, basically, of research we have or, or evidence called a randomized control trial. Um, but they did receive a little bit of criticism for their, the way they kind of designed the study. It probably could have been a little bit better. But listen, it's only the, the first of its of its kind. So I think it was it was very good and um, has just basically um, proven that we need to look into the area more. Um, but, yeah, they, they compared they, they over 12 weeks. They just got two, two groups um, of people who were diagnosed with depression. Um, uh, some of them were on medication, some of them weren't. And those who were on medication just had to, to be in the study, they just had to be on that medication for two weeks prior so that they could kind of show that it wasn't just the medication that was um, improving improving the depression. Um, and then they split them up, kind of randomized them into two groups. Right, One group just got a um, social support, um, which is basically just seven one-hour sessions with a with a, a counselor, I think, or maybe a, a psychologist, um, and it's a common kind of treatment for depression. Okay, so that was one group, and the other group got seven one-hour sessions with the dietitian, um, and were told to eat these certain foods, right? And after twelve weeks, um, there was a significantly um, better improvement um, in the depressive symptoms in those who changed their diet compared to the the control group. Wow. Well, um, it looks like I'm going to be converting yeah. to that diet. Well, yeah, I think it's and what's fascinating about that study, right, is that, um, and there's other studies like it now by this stage. This, I think this was 2016, so there is other studies. But um, what's fascinating is these results seem to be independent of, of weight loss. Um, so it didn't matter whether the participants lost lost weight or not. They still improved their mood. So kind of the, the common... Uh, 
rhetoric is that like we all need to kind of lose some weight and um, to improve our our overall health and also yeah, our absolutely. but but like it's good to kind of change the focus a bit and focus people on no like if you eat these foods you're actually probably going to feel better like within 12 weeks like how great is that rather than being like mm. don't eat these foods or eat these foods and um, so that you don't have a heart attack in five or ten years time yeah. so that you don't develop like it's too far ahead that's too far ahead for us humans who were so short term um, instant gratification uh, we need it like yeah exactly exactly so it's good to be like okay this is gonna make me feel better um i think that's really cool any off chances that i'm on this diet we're gonna have a. Am I gonna be lacking anything on that diet? Um. Well, like so. Is there an oh, 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 Is there a, a downside to this diet? If it's like the only downside really will be that um. Like, is it going to be very stressful for you to try and get in those different types of foods? Like, because you obviously don't want to be under pressure. You know, like, because that's obviously not good for your mental health either. But I think it's important that you don't just suddenly like a diet is just what we eat every day, okay? Um, so you don't really want to try to find the best diet. Does that make sense? Like, just try overall, eat more fiber, eat more fruit and veg, eat lean protein sources, eat your fish oils, eat this, your nuts. Eat this your is seeds. what you're you recommending then. Like, sorry, this is your recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Based off the based off the research, um, Josh, for, how many uh, meals a day? Listen again, like it's kind of optimal versus practical. Like what suits you? Um, I would recommend somewhere three to four meals a day. But again, if you like, because this area is so new, there isn't like, say, for example, there isn't research looking at what happens if you have all your meal, all your kind of your food intake for the day in one meal versus three meals on mental health illness. Okay, there isn't research there. Um, but there's research in other areas showing that it might be beneficial to spread out your meals equally over the day. Like, I don't particularly want to eat, say, all my food in an hour. Like I'll feel, I'll feel crap. Like my stomach will be pretty sore after that, right? Um. So, like, what, 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 what works for you? Jeez, this is interesting. You almost have me excited now because today I wanted to implement huge change in yeah. my diet, and you know, I think if everyone knew in twelve weeks they were going to be feeling good, mm. purely off of this. But then again, we're such self-destructive humans. We know we'll go out in a mad bender and we'll feel good, but then we'll feel shit. We'll still do it. We know that coffee in the fag will make us feel shit. We'll still do it. We know not training will make us feel shit, but we still do it. And I think that's, it's the, that's the toughest thing is implementing in huge change here. And as you see, you're right. Actually, you know what? You're right. Because if we look at this as huge change, we'll think, oh my God, that's impossible. But if you're saying, you know, getting these small things in, try to do our best, um, yeah. which you said, the lean protein, the fiber, etc. That's when it's achievable. Yeah. And like, you absolutely make small changes over the time. Like, you want to try and make these some kind of, some kind of habit almost. Um, 
and like one thing that that works is like say say you take say you're gonna start taking fish oils right say that's one change you're gonna you're gonna make right just make that the only change you make in the next week okay um, and try to one thing that works is called habit stacking right so try to stack it with something so say you get up in the morning and you have a coffee every single morning i know a lot of people do that that's something you're not going to forget like there's there's no hope i'm leaving my house in the morning without making a coffee right there just isn't and i don't have to think about it it's automatic okay and um, if you're trying to learn how to take fish oils and you keep forgetting just remember or put it like a sticker on the coffee machine being like take fish oils because you know you're going to go down to the coffee machine go and make your coffee see the sign of fish oils take your fish oils have your coffee do you know what i mean and then once you do that over three weeks or whatever then your fish oils is a habit and then what else can you stack on top of that like okay i want to start exercising for 20 minutes um a week because i know that's going to help maybe uh, alleviate my depressive symptoms so i'm going to go downstairs make a coffee take my fish oils see on my fish oils go for a 20 minute run and then you go for your 20 minute run that i love that so much that's brilliant now that's i'm gonna i'm gonna have to dive in here because <laughs> we're going habit stacking here josh okay we want something to be a habit I would love me training every single day to be a habit. How do I get that to create? How do I create that habit? Tips. Yes, I can write uh, on that ke- okay. coffee thing, okay. 20 minute exercise. But am I going to do it, Joshy? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so you need to, what comes up again and again in the research is just the importance of enjoyment, right? You need to find some sort of exercise that you enjoy. Um, because that's the only thing that's going to make it long term. So where, if that exercise is playing five aside with your friends, um, then that's what you should do. I, I really don't agree with people um, like joining a gym and going in there for an hour every day, like in the dark after work and absolutely hating it, but just doing it because they, they think they should. Right. I, I think that's just a terrible way to live. <laughs> absolutely. So try to try to find some exercise that you enjoy. Right. Um, and again, the research shows in terms of exercise and um, mental mental health, like there, there is enough research to show what kind of exercise is best and or how long you should do it for or anything. It's just that exercise is good. Um, so some kind of exercise, whatever that is, e- even if it's just like if it is resistance training and you love going to the gym and, and lifting weights, then that, that's your form. Right. And also starting off really small, start off with five minutes a day, right? So set yourself the goal that you want to exercise for five minutes, even two minutes, right? But it's likely that if you do two minutes a day, you'll actually start, you'll go for a run, you'll be like, right, I'm doing a two-minute run because that's all I have to do and I'm back in the house in two minutes. But you'll run for two minutes and you'll be like, I'm not going back in the house, I'm just going to do 20 minutes, right? Um, so starting off really, really small. Um, I think taking a diary of how you feel um before you exercise and after you exercise and then looking at that over time. So like generally after you exercise, you, you feel great. And um, we're not quite sure what that is. Um, but if you have a diary of how good you feel after exercise, it's going to start to reinforce that kind of reward pattern in the brain. And then maybe that'll be a reason you keep up with it. So it doesn't really yeah. matter what actual exercise I'm doing. I'm still going to gain the same benefits yeah from a walk and a a 20 minute walk and a 30 minute run i'm gaining the same benefits yeah well okay a run is probably going to be better right 
in the short term, okay? But, like, you have to think about if you hate that run, okay, you're not going to do it for a long time. Like, you're going to run 30 minutes a day maybe for a month, right? It's your January New Year's resolution, right? And then you just don't do it for the rest of the year. But if you went for a 20-minute walk every day for the whole year, that's better. You're going to get better effects than the run. See, so you have to go and think from, think of it from a, a much broader um, perspective, I suppose. Um. Yeah, does that make what? sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you explain to me what's happening to the brain when we're getting exercise, Josh? You know, we talk about this endorphin thing. Yeah, the endorphin hypothesis. Yeah. Um, again, they're they're not fully sure. Um, that feel good kind of um factor you get like they think that actually could just be from the fact that when you're exercising you're less likely to have negative thoughts going through your head so it's more of a distraction um method that that's one one theory that would be reasonably well um backed also um exercise increases um serotonin right and you you know you know yeah, serotonin. Yeah. you've heard of serotonin um, so that would be a little bit more strongly backed than the endorphin hypothesis. Um, the endorphin hypothesis is still not disproven, um, but the, the research is not that strong in the area. Um, and that's about all I know about the topic. Um, but also exercise increases something called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, um, BDNF. And that helps the brain kind of grow um, and learn. So in terms of... Um, like brain health, that's that's really really important. Okay. Um, and then, like you know, though, it, what I find fascinating, right? Is, and then this is just correlations, but um, like those who exercise um every day are less likely to develop depressive symptoms throughout their lifetime. Those with um or like any kind of mental illness, um, those with mental illnesses tend to exercise or tend not to exercise. So, like, there's pretty strong um, associations and correlations there. Jesus. It's just something we must do, isn't it, Josh? It yeah, really is, again, like... but if you if you love it, like, I, I, I would, I don't, re- if you hate going to the gym, don't just go to the gym because you, you, you think it's going to help you. Like, enjoyment has to be, has to be a part of it. Like, you, they, just keep trying loads of new things and hopefully you find something that you enjoy. What do you do? Uh, see, I, I go to Josh the, I for Josh in, for years, work, for years and years. Yeah, you were powerlifter. Yeah, you still like it? No, I don't. Don't do powerlifting anymore. Now, what do you do? Um, I do an absolute mixture of things. I suppose, like, um, I'm constantly doing different things. So I work in a, a CrossFit gym. <laughs> Um, no, we're not your usual CrossFit gym. We kind of apply the CrossFit um, method of training to like a broad spectrum of people, so from young people all the way up to 70, 80 year olds. So it's not really like aggressive um, CrossFit that you might see when you Google CrossFit. Um, but so uh, since I'm in that gym and there's always workouts on the board, like I'll just do, I'll do um, some of them. I do a little bit of strength training. I love to run, um, like do different kinds of runs. Um, so yeah kind of mixed between between those things really um, the reason why I'm asking you Josh not to get personal here 
Well, yeah. to get personally, yeah, if you don't mind me asking. <laughs> From, let's say you knew you, Joshy, you liked hockey, okay? Yeah. You liked yeah. a bit of golf. Yeah. You liked a bit of footy on the form. Okay? Hit, come 50 or maybe, let's say 16. You've gone all in here. Yeah. Next level passionate. About helping others, but so consistent at the same time. Mm-hmm. What's the reason for that? Are you... Are you... Are you living these benefits and rewards that you're talking about? Have you seen them in yourself? Like... Because Josh, you know, you... You you probably have a pretty immaculate diet. You obviously have your cheat days. You'd have a pretty immaculate training program. Are you... I actually don't. I actually don't at all. Yeah, but you'd be a lot better than me. And the reason why I'm asking is, are you seeing the... You'd be training and eating well, and what is what I'm trying to say. Correct? Yeah, yeah. You're you're talking about these studies, but are you seeing them yourself? Well, like, yeah, if I'm... Listen, if I'm not eating those... That high quality kind of diet, I, I don't feel great about myself. <laughs> um, so like yeah, anecdotally there, yeah, I do I do see the benefits now. I for me it's a little bit easier because right? I it's firstly I have the education, okay, so I know what to what to do, um, and then I'm in a very I'm in a great environment. So I, I I'm absolutely privileged in in so many respects. So right? I go work in a gym and with really like smart people. Um, I have a family that, um, like, can afford good quality food. Um, I have a great education. Um, so, like, I, it's not exactly hard for me to do it. Um, but having said that, like, only about six weeks ago, I hired a nutrition coach um, to help me kind of stay just a little bit accountable. Um, and since doing that, I, I do definitely feel feel better. Um, so, but like, you know, everyone needs, everyone has kind of issues and downfalls and stuff. Um, but if I'm not feeling great about myself, I definitely notice um, that, like, you know, things that probably don't make me feel great start to creep into my mind. Right? If I'm not exercising um, frequently, if I'm not. Um, if I don't just feel good about myself in terms of my my diet, um, I I don't feel as good in my head. So would you and get? Whether, sorry. Like whether that's due to all the stuff we've said, or that's just because like like you got to remember like when you start to eat better, you tend to exercise more, you tend to sleep better, um, and like it's all a big kind of. Uh, mixed bag, do you know what I mean? Like everything starts to come together. You know, I just, I just, I was just wondering because I just see you're so, you're so passionate about this, and I'm just kind of wondering why. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. Like I can 100% say I love my job. 
um, and I don't want to be doing anything else. Um, and that's why actually I'm going ahead and doing another master's um, just to try and kind of, so I can help more people. Um, but I'm constantly learning and stuff. Like even in the last week, like when you asked me on this podcast, like I have to do a good bit of research on the area because it's not something I'd be that well versed on. Um, and I've learned so much like, um, and already have changed the way I, I coach people just from what I've learned in the last week. So you're constantly learning. Um, um, I definitely don't know, don't know everything. Like so, the more you learn, if, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Dunning-Kruger effect, look up the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like the more you start to learn, um, like initially when you, when you, when you got, say initially first year of college, I started to study whatever exercise science. I was like, geez, I know everything. Um, yes. <laughs> and then, and then you start to learn more and more and more and you're like, fucking hell, I know absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the stage I'm at now. Yeah, I know. And then, and then you, then you eventually you start to become a bit of an expert. You, you do know a good bit, but there's still loads to learn. Yeah, and I, I find yeah. that with psychology and, and stuff, that I always say I have a degree in mental illness because I have it, or I have a fucking master's in addiction. I have a fucking doctorate in addiction. Okay, but anyway, yeah. how likely or in your experience are clients? You obviously take on clients. Uh, will they come to you and say, listen, uh, will they talk anything about um, mental health at all to you? I have a couple, I've only experienced, so I've been kind of coaching people for what, three to four years, I've only experienced a couple of, of clients who would, or who have. You reckon because uh, they think it's not relevant or you think they... They aren't comfortable. I'd say they think it's not relevant. I think, I, I hope that I can create, like one, it's so important, what I really try to do is I just create, the, the first thing, the most important thing with me is that I have a good relationship with my clients. Like, that's way more important to me than what information I provide them or what I tell them to do. Like, I want to have a good relationship with my clients. So I'd hope that they think that it's just not relevant. Um, but I would, or I like, you know, um, I ask my clients every day, like, how are you feeling? How's your mood today? Yeah, blah, 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 and try and track that stuff and see, does it have any kind of correlation with what we're doing in the gym or what I'm telling them to eat, you know? Um, but it's definitely an area like, you know, I was kind of torn between do I do a master's in dietitian or, or in dietetics or do I do a master's in psychology? Um, because it's all so behavioral, you know, getting people to change their 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 diet Absolutely. and their exercise routine is 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 far more behavioral than, than anything else. Um, but I feel I can just try and learn that stuff as much as possible myself and I yeah, get the master's in dietetics. Um, but like, yeah. Maybe it's like it's probably something I need to work on with my clients um, to get them more comfortable with me and to talk a bit more about that stuff. Do you send them out a questionnaire? Um, so they, they I, I use an app um, and basically on the app every week they, they fill out a, a form and then they, they also track um, certain things every day. Would there anything beyond there to do with mental health? Um there'd be a couple of questions like, how do you feel in yourself today? Um, how is your mood today? Um, there'd be indirect questions, obviously about sleep. Um, in the form, there'd be, be like stuff like, what was your biggest win this week? What did you struggle with most this week? 
Um, so I suppose they'd be sort of related to 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 mental health. Okay, I'm going to change the game here completely, and I don't want to forget about it. Yeah. Steroids, Josh. <laughs> Steroids is a huge addiction. Right. Um, and obviously we talk about addiction here. Yeah. Um. The reason why I'm asking is how much you know about steroids? Uh, very little. Very little. Will we, will we little. put it to bed then? Uh, yeah, like all I'd say is that um, like when you say steroids, you mean anabolic steroids like for performance, right? Performance enhancing. Yeah. Um, I'd say that like you can actually <laughs> the reason one of the biggest reasons they have such a bad name is because people and um, there's a big stigma about them right people don't want to tell people that they're on steroids so they, they take them um without learning about them um and then they don't talk to their gp and then they get bad side effects right steroids can actually be taken quite safely all i'd say is 100 percent talk to your doctor about it before you do it okay okay i think you're vouching for steroids there but have you ever tried them Josh no I've never never dabbled no okay Um, and there's one yeah uh, just I'm gonna go I'm gonna sweep back to something I just definitely want to talk about and that's that um, so obviously changing your your diet is really kind of not easy but there's it's cost effective um, compared to some other uh, treatments for mental illness it's there's a small barrier to entry right it's not like you have to go and uh like to the pharmacy and get your drugs or go and meet a um a psychologist or a psychiatrist you know what i mean you can just kind of do it straight away like right now you could you could change your diet for the rest rest of today um so obviously that's great but there's actually there's much stronger research um in the area of actually supplementing um micronutrients right so um that's a mixture of like minerals and vitamins um at really really high doses so much higher than the the recommended daily allowance that you might see on the on the back of a, a packet and these are micronutrients that you couldn't get in say your local tesco um, and you'd have to talk to your gp about and um, so that's obviously another option for people and um, who are suffering um, with their their mental health is to possibly talk to their gp like if if other things haven't worked um like antidepressant drugs or um like um, talking to a, a, a psychologist, you can um, possibly look to, to, to supplementing micronutrients at, at very high doses, which is, I think, really fascinating because obviously you don't get the side effects um, of antidepressant drugs. You also, um, there's no like black market to micronutrients, right? You, you're, like antidepressant drugs might be sold on, on the street to, to people who aren't suffering with mental health. Um, like micronutrients is not going to be the same thing with that so it's quite a big area emerging area and i think it's likely to to have or to kind of grow quite a lot in the next few years so it's something you can look into yeah and i I wanted to mention that as well um the way my perspective on this now right i think what we're talking about here is training and nutrition or diet this should be a foundation to getting right. Yeah. Okay. But unfortunately, 
it's not going to be the cure all the time. You know, may do it may work fucking wonders for people, Josh. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say this is gonna you're gonna be the happiest person alive. You know, there is there, there will have to be work done on you as well. Um, I as I just said before, if you don't do these things, you know, you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. You know, these are the kind of fundamentals we need to have right in our lives. Uh, and they are seriously tough um, for people who are struggling, you know. As I've said, it can be tough to get out of bed sometimes, Josh. Never mind go for a fucking run, you know. So um, that's kind of why this is so important. But at the same time, it is kind of, as you've said, it is quite easy to get right if we want to get it right. Um, Josh, is there anything else you'd like to mention? Um... Anything you feel that will help our <clears throat> mental health strugglers? Um, no, but just to to start really small, start just like don't overwhelm yourself. I've just said a load of a load of stuff there, um, a load of advice. So start start small, um, and to like I suppose the the key messages I'd, I'd like to get across is just that. You need to be eating, or you should try to eat lots of fiber, um, lots of healthy, uh, unsaturated fats, mainly your fish oils. Um, get in your nuts, get in your seeds, get in your fruit and vegetables. Um, and then try to avoid your highly processed foods, um, your foods high in sugar, high in saturated fat, um, crisps, biscuits, chocolate, like where, where you can. Um, a good rule is just to kind of eat 80-20 diet, right? So 80% of your diet from um like fresh um fresh produce and 20 percent from your processed um less like nutrient dense food so 80 20 and i think if you can get to that stage you're doing you're doing extremely well okay um my final question i ask everyone and i'm gonna ask you as well if you could give one piece of advice, life advice to anyone, what is it? Oh, I <laughs> didn't know you asked people this. That's a tough one. Um, okay, right. Well, I'm going to say, so I, this is completely off the top of my head now, right? Something that's helped me so much over the last few years is... And like this could be, this could mean very little to people who suffer um, from mental health issues. Okay, um, and I, I appreciate that. But it's to try and use perspective as much um, as you can. Okay, so like when you're going through a tough time, like when I'm going through a tough time, I always just try to to use perspective to make myself feel better. I always try to say, listen, it could be a lot worse right now. Okay, like yeah. For example, like we're in this middle of the this, this pandemic, and um, like life's kind of shit. You can't go to the pub with your friends, but listen, there's people dying in uh, like all over the world from and going through much worse um, situations than than what we are. Um, so that that's that's helped me loads um, during my life. So I think that's one thing I'd recommend to people. Hundred percent. 
Perspective and gratitude. That's what Josh is all about. Josh, um, that was that was so good. There's so much in there, and I feel like you've all you've you've given me the kick up the arse I needed in a, what an hour. Uh, I feel like I know what to do already, uh, and I feel like you're gonna help so many people. So thank you for coming on, but also thank you for you know helping so many people out there. And um, if you do want to get a hold of Josh and have any questions, any more questions, you can hit him up at Instagram at uh, Everlistic Health, or you can just get me at Josh Percival. I think it's ninety six on Instagram. Beautiful. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care.